Ready? All right, welcome in, everybody, to the PNTT preview. Right now we're previewing the Weatherly Group with Coach JD and Coach Seasboro. Um, welcome in, coaches. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Saturday night, watching uh, some USC and talking fake sports. You know, what could be better? Yeah, for sure, for, for sure. sure. Doing just as good as I was four hours ago when we last talked. Nice. What? However many hours. <laughs> who? Who even knows what time is right now? So, um, cool. Well, you know, on this call, we got two former PNTT champions um, and Coach Cheese. So, uh, got a, got a good combo. <laughs> got a good combo. And the other guy. <laughs> um, well, let's start with the number one seed, the Eugene Guillotines. Um, you know, they bring back uh, their three guards and uh, lose their two big men. Um, so they bring back Faircloud, who's, you know, one of the best players in the country. Um, they lose Riley and Weatherly, two really, really solid players. But they brought in some height, two 6'10 guys and a 6'9 guy, um, part of a 27-17 class to replace the 22-26 class. So can't complain about that too much. Um it looks like Jonathan Forte, um, I mean, either him or Adam Scott would be the headliners of this class, I would guess. Um, what say you guys? What do you guys think of this incoming class for them? Yeah, I really like Scott's passing, uh, four point three assists as a six nine power forward. Um, that's exciting to me. Yeah. Yeah, I was in on the the tie for Scott. I think it was like a six or seven team tie. So. Um, he definitely needed to replace some, some, some height in the front court with you know two starters and the, the backup power forward moving on. And, uh, you know, he definitely accomplished that. I mean, all these guys that are coming in look, you know, elite, at the very least competent. Um, I know mm-hmm. Scott had like a pretty good scout, like G-plus defense. The one thing about all these guys, though, is like it's kind of weird that none of them blocked over two shots a game, even though they all had more than a steal per game. So... Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of weird for big guys playing power forward and center to not get over that two block threshold. So I'm kind of curious about that. You know, maybe they're better positional than than blocking shots. But either way, these guys should still come in and help. Uh, you know, help an already strong defensive team uh, stay that way. Yeah, yeah. This team looks, you know, pretty good. And I, I mean, you gotta love it. I, I love how, you know. Scott's just an efficient scorer that can pass, can rebound really. I mean, 10.9 rebounds for a um, power forward is incredible. Plus 3.3 offensive, which is really nice. Um, Forte looks like he can score a bit too. And uh, it's always nice to have some competent scorers when um, at the, at the big men position. Um, Cause I, not, not a lot of people have um, great scorers there, but you know, those guys still usually get a few shots up a game and, you know, you want to trust them when you get those. Um, I don't know. How far do you think this team can make it? What do you guys think? Uh, yeah. I mean, it all depends on uh, how fair cloud plays. Um, it's his team, you know, uh, three time first team, all league. Uh, so even though they've got talent at pretty much every other position, I I'm just looking at him. Yeah. Yeah, they'll definitely go as far as you know as he can take them. You know, he's you know one of the best you know point guards in the league. Just you know, high high volume scorer can dish, plays defense. So I mean, he's just you know basically 
not not too many people out there in the league could you know turn down a player like him in the backcourt. So, I mean, if you're looking at this team and this group, I mean, I, I think that they're you know easily the favorite to move on, you know, and, and win the group. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about the other teams in, in a moment, but I think that just with their overall talent and depth, you know, they just have a leg up on the other teams in this group. And then I think even kind of looking at their out-of-conference schedule, you know, I'd be surprised if they lost more than, um, you know, than one, you know, probably one game overall is probably what I'd put them at. So, um, so I mean, yeah, this is definitely, I think it's a group that will definitely be in the, you know, in the tournament and then, yeah. From you know, a lot of crazy things happen when you get to the tournament, so just gotta get in and see what happens. Yeah, usually those, uh, usually the higher seeds usually get an easier uh, or a tougher schedule in the uh, out of conference games. You know, they got a little break um, playing. I mean, some some of the teams that they, uh, some of the teams. I mean, Ann Arbor is still going to be really good, uh, but you know, they lose their best player and um, they lose their best player. And Malik Byers. So, I mean, they and they they did bring in a ten five class. So that should be a really interesting team and see how they do without their um, their go to scorer. And uh, yeah, so I really like this team. They yeah, we'll see how they do. Um, next up, let's look at Riverside. Um, Riverside Rain, coached by A Dog. He brought in the twenty six seventy seven class, replacing the one seventy six one hundred nine class. So that's pretty nice. Um, you know, the only player they lost from last year was an undersized 6'6 power forward uh, but they didn't bring in the height they needed so they're a pretty short team um, but they brought in some scores Michael Epps shot, um, scored 21 points a game almost uh, I'm pretty efficient sh- uh, shooting he sh- and a good passer also he should be a pretty solid player for them um, yeah but still the height's going to be a problem for them. What do you guys think? Yeah, Adrian O'Brien's a, a great player at 6'8". I'm sure it's probably someone that you'd rather have at power for just because he's 6'8", but they really don't have any other choices. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the the incoming talent looks good. Epps looks like a guy that will you know move into, I would assume he'll be a starter on the wing. and then. Um, but that's – I always have a thing for – yeah, I get excited for these kinds of teams that are kind of on that upswing. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about every year on these podcasts, teams that have, you know, they've been in the PTT for the last three years, two late elite eight trips in the PTT, you know, gr- graduate a, you know, class that's, you know, not great, you know, hundreds, you know, it's not the worst, but it's not great and bring in more talent. So, you know, it feels like they should be able to get over that hump and get into the NTT now. Um and they should definitely have enough talent to be an NTT team. It's just a matter of, um, but they're until they get a little bit more height, that's going to hurt them when going up against you know teams like Eugene or they're more talented and have size. But very solid team, just they need to be scrappy. Yeah, and one of the things that I'm looking at uh, with Riverside is how their freshmen from last year are going to progress into their sophomore season um, this year. Uh, Jeff Hansel played backup point guard. Um, looks like all, all the bench players from last year um, played normal, normal. Looks like they were getting about 10 minutes a game. Um, Hansel uh, gave him almost five points a game. And then Gilbreth, the uh, backup small forward at 6'2", gave him about four points. Uh, but Gilbreth, 37% from the field. Um, wonder if he can 
you know, boost that a little bit and get a little more efficient to give them uh, maybe more than four, maybe more like eight to 10 a game. Um, I don't know. It's just interesting to me to see the development of these young guys to see with how they're going to fit in with the rest of the roster here. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a tough out of conference schedule. You know, they play Clearwater, you guys, um, they play, uh, they also play uh, Blacksburg or not Blacksburg Flagstaff, um, the defending uh, NTT champs. And then they got that um, long going rivalry with New York city. It might be the longest rivalry in uh uh, out-of-conference rivalry, I guess, in League 31. Um, so, uh, And just to clarify, um, Flagstaff was the champion of the lesser NTT. Is that right? Yeah, that's, that, that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. The way it worked. Yeah we, yeah, we actually mentioned that on the podcast with him earlier. But um, So that should be posted. Maybe it's already posted. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> So let's go to the bottom two teams. We got myself, Nashville. Um, we brought in the 76-114 class, replacing the 82-64 class. Um, nothing flashy, three clear leads, um, but I really like them. Um, they, can all, they can all score pretty well. Um, I'm really encouraged by Casey Godden and Ethan Burwell as of, uh, with some early returns in their, uh, in their uh, scrimmages. So... I'm excited to see how they can do. Um, yeah, I mean, we we lose Car- uh, we lose uh, Andre Wilmot, and I mean, he's a beast. He's hard to replace. Can't really replace a guy like that. But we're really deep. Um, I've considered all ten of my guys starting, um, so that's really hard. And that's kind of what the only guy I'm really not considering starting is the only tie I have in this team, which is Sean Costa. <laughs> so um, he was a two-two, and he just hasn't lived up to his billing. So we're really deep. We got a lot to figure out uh, with our team, um, but I'm excited to see what happens. Where are you going to play Carlos Daniel? Yeah, Carlos Daniel's. You know, he's a wing, so he's a shooting guard or a small forward. Um, and I'll probably play him there. He's, yeah, he's an excellent shooter, excellent defender. Um, same as, and Godin's the same. Um, they're they're very similar players. Yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was curious. You know, just you know, obviously not seeing the attributes, just looking at the stats. You know, whenever I was you know writing something down about your team, I mean, statistically, you know, Burwell kind of jumps off the page a little bit as far as being a guy that could step in and yeah. Rep- Boring, although it looks like the defense isn't going to be at the level of the other guys. Plus, God yeah. playing center, and sometimes it's always tough to if you're not in on a guy. Like how how well does that scoring translate to the wing? And yeah, and but yeah, if he's a you know an EE guy, then then clearly yeah, he's the guy that steps in onto the wing. And you know yeah, it's great having EE guys on it, it those two spots because uh, that's where most teams have their scorers. So mm-hmm. that's gonna so. Yeah, and I figured Clayburn. We we played in the scrimmage, so I saw that you had him at point guard, which is what I figured you as well. It seemed like he did pretty much his per thirty stats um, from last year in the backup role. So I kind of figured he might be someone that could kind of step up and try and take over for a little bit of Wilmot's uh, role. Yeah, point guard's gonna be the hardest spot for us, um, you know. And our defense isn't the greatest there with Clayburn or um, Burwell, you know. But you know, we're gonna. We're gonna see what we can do, and uh, man, we we are a great defensive team. 
<laughs> we are offensively struggled. We struggle offensively, as you've seen in our scrimmage. I think we scored like 55 points against you guys or something like that. It was it was rough. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, we have a similar makeup I'm, where we got more defense and offense this year. So, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll have some of the same success or struggles, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, let's look at this next team. I'm really excited to talk about them. We got Rochester, the boy geniuses, coached by Coach Jimmy Neutron. I'm sure you've heard him before. Um, Is he an active coach? Inactive. He's inactive. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Tonight he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Um, so uh, Jimmy brings in the 826 class. He broke two ties and eight or a 7-7 and a 3-3, uh, replacing the 117-55 class. So this can be tough losing Venning. And season Rodriguez really stepped up for him down the stretch at small forward. But you can't complain too much when you guys when you got guys like Nicholas uh, Widener. And Elias Jackson, uh, Widener's just looks like a bona fide star, um, can do it all. Uh, and Jackson's just one of those guys that uh, he seems like a good point guard as long as he can keep his turnovers down. What do you guys see in this team? Yeah, I mean, the freshmen, um, how do they step in? As you mentioned, you know, um, replacing Venning will be tough, but, you know, Nicholas Lewis, you know, Six two is a little short at shooting guard, but he's he was a great player and twenty two points a game, great percentages, great defense. So add in someone like you know Elias Jackson next to him, you know whether it be point guard or small forward, um, you know that's he's going to be a player. And then yeah, Widener steps into you know upgrade the the power forward spot, which was a definite weakness on this team last season. So um, yeah. It's really interesting because you you see a path where they can be they can be better from being a local yeah. you know NTT team even though they're having to replace such a important part of their team by maybe spreading the wealth a little bit and then you know the other guy other freshman Exton you know looks like he could probably be a, a role player you know not do a little bit of everything not be a volume scorer but play some defense can score if he's left open so pass the ball so yeah it looks like a good glue guy to probably bring off the bench so um yeah i figure the arrow's pointing up for them a little bit maybe mm-hmm. yeah and and you mentioned uh kind of lots of people chipping in here i mean i think nick lewis coming back from last year um is the leader offensively but when you bring in this freshman class the three of them combined averaged over 12 assists in high school uh per game so um i'm just looking at how this team is going to share the ball um, Zach White and, uh, and Lewis, um, both were good passers last year. Um, Dylan Allen leading the team at 4.8 assists. And then you bring this freshman class, obviously. Uh, I just think it's going to be way more balanced, uh, what they look like offensively. They had basically two guys go for 20 plus a game last year. Um, I could see him have four starters in double digits pretty regularly, um, and that can make it a little tougher to defend, you know, when you can spread the floor and, and have guys knock down outside shots, defense can't key in on just one or two guys like they could last year on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, despite the ranking, I think Rochester could surprise some teams in this tournament. Oh, yeah, I think they're really solid for sure. Widener looks like the real deal to me. Um, Jackson, I think. I mean, the, their problem's going to – they're going to run into problems if, if uh, they get – if they get too many turnovers, it's it's all about that point guard play. And if Elias Jackson can cut down on those turnovers, 
Uh, they're going to just be a really good team, I think. Nicholas Lewis, he's he's basically a Jamal Crawford clone, um, just a high scorer off the. He's a high scorer that comes in and gets buckets, you know. And um, I think those three guards—that's kind of his strategy: go through the guards and let them score, and have great defending um, big men, and see see what you can do. So, yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, if if not Eugene, Rochester is definitely my pick to win this group. So we'll see. Yeah, and just looking at their schedule, I mean, in the exhibition games, they close out with a cupcake against Yuma, and then uh, they got three tough games, um, Ocala, Ann Arbor, Nashville. So um, I don't think the road's going to be easy for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, I could see them winning three games here at least. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean – yeah, four or five is not out of the question either. Right. We'll see how, yeah, we'll see how good um, Ann Arbor and Ocala and Nashville are. But I mean, the only the only team that's a juggernaut is Eugene, and it always helps to play them in the first game, you know, while they're still figuring their team out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, like, it's definitely tough to pick against them to to win the group. But you know, I. Well, I do think they're Eugene's a great team. I'm, I don't, they're not a team that I see going six and zero. Oh. You know, I you know I I think they're definitely gonna have at least one loss, you know, out of these out of these games. And then and there, there's just a lot of depth in this group. Um, you know, yeah. we highlighted lots of things to be excited about with with each of these teams. And so each each of these three teams could could beat you know Eugene on any given night. And then yeah, and then you're gonna beat up on each other. You know, going against each other. So I mean, yeah pretty good chance that you know second team you know is in the is in the tournament bracket but it's really tough to see which one it's going to be so be really interesting games to watch yeah so who who's your guys's pick to win this group yeah i can't like you said i can't go against eugene in this group um there's just so much talent on the floor and i think with the freshmen they've brought in um to really facilitate and defend um they're going to be hard to stop. Uh, they might not go six and zero, but I think they're the superior team here. Even though I'd like to pick an upset, but I just think the most likely thing is that Eugene gets it done. Um, I would not be surprised if this group gets two teams in the tournament, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to take Eugene too, but with a caveat, um, they're a great team, but they haven't played on the biggest stage yet. You know, so like finally getting to have their opportunity to play in the PNTT is really big for them. You know, um, you know, they made a final four a couple of years ago in the NTT, but yeah, just being in the P- PNTT is just, um, I mean, it's a different animal, you know, you, you got, I mean, it's, there's some good competition. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. They've got the fewest question marks overall. So, you know, I'll, it's always, you always go chalk. We almost in the future might have to start saying, if not the, favorite you know what's going to be the second team um you know that way we have to put our necks out there a little bit to pick a second team but yeah I, I, you can't pick i don't think you can pick anyone other than them to win and and then like i said i'm just excited to see who steps up for the next one yeah great and any players that you're really excited to see in this group players to watch yeah i mean alan faircloud yeah obvious pick I'm excited to see uh, Widener. Yeah, no one that we haven't touched on already. I mean, we've definitely hit on the top guys. Fairclough's the, you know, I think the the headliner of the group. Um, mm-hmm. You've got you know the freshman for for Rochester, 
you know, your team's got Daniel. Um, yeah. You know, if one of those freshmen step up as well, Riverside with Epps coming in, O'Brien's great in the post. So um, you can have, you can make a pretty solid all tournament, you know, group first team out of, from this group for sure. Yeah. yeah. You guys mentioned everybody I was thinking of. Uh, we didn't talk much about Michael Epps uh, for Riverside. I'm pretty sure he was a pretty big recruit. Um, 21 points, almost five rebounds, 3.3 assists, 1.3 steals. Uh, played shooting guard in high school. Seems like kind of guy that could be versatile uh, and play a couple different positions. Um, so I'm curious to see where he lines up, and I think he could be a, a key guy in this tournament. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, well, that wraps it up for this group, and we will be back in your ears very shortly with the NUA group.